Welcome to the Wander Learn Podcast. I'm your host, Francis Tapon. It's January 20th, 2023. And in this episode, I'll be reviewing a hardware wallet for Bitcoin. But first, I want to give you a preview of the coming attractions down the pipe. Uh, the next episode next week will be about China's rise and how it will actually slow, driven by the demographics. I did do a deep dive into that. It's also going to be a YouTube video. I also interview a South African talking about overcoming huge obstacles. I review a book called Good White Racist, Racial Injustice Book. And then on February 17th, I'll be coming out with a podcast about doing a colonoscopy without anesthesia. How about that? You're going to want, you won't want to miss that one. It's also a YouTube video. Then I'll dive into Ukraine and Russia because it's going to be the one year anniversary for Russia's invasion of Ukraine. So I'll be interviewing two experts about it. One will be with four episodes featuring Richard DeLong. And we'll be talking about the not just the Ukrainian-Russian war, but also how Ukrainians and Russian are different from each other. We'll be talking about the Trans-Caucasian Trail, which is in the Caucasus, and backpacking it, about whether Russia will break up or not. And then I'll be bringing back Nates again, Trushkovitz, who's a Slovenian that has appeared already twice on the podcast talking about the war in Ukraine. And he made a prediction last year that sometime by June of 2023, Putin would be kicked out of power. So I want to have him back on the show for the one year anniversary of the Ukraine invasion to discuss that topic. That's what we got coming down the pipe. I hope you subscribe to the podcast and tell everybody about it. This particular show is about reviewing a Bitcoin wallet. I apologize that the audio quality is a little bit bad because I'm not using the same mic that I'm using now. And it's also better to watch on YouTube. In general, Many of my podcasts are on YouTube, and many times there is visual stimulation and interesting stuff. It's just not a talking head. And so I definitely recommend you subscribing to my YouTube channel too, which is just youtube.com slash ftapon, and you can get right to it. And one last thing, I do have an episode in mind about really drilling down into the price of Bitcoin, but it will not be a podcast. It will be just on YouTube only. And that occasionally I do because some episodes really don't translate well. If you lose the visual, it's really, really hard to follow. For example, this episode where I'm reviewing a cold cut, I cut it in half because there are several parts of the video that unless you're watching the video, you're not going to understand it. So if it's just audio only, it's not going to make any sense. So that's why another reason you want to subscribe to the YouTube channel so that you can capture those video ones where the video really adds a lot of value. Don't forget to go to patreon.com slash ftapon to become a patron. I've already had several join in recently this year, and I really appreciate that. I can't believe more people are not signing up for the $25 reward because you get $300 worth of gifts every year. It's a pretty cool reward, and you end up supporting me. So check that one out. Go to patreon.com slash ftapon. And now, let's review the cold card hardware wallet. Welcome to the Wonder Learn Show. I'm your host, France Tapon. In this episode, I will be comparing the cold card MK3 with the cold card MK4, which is brand new for 2023. It's the latest model. And I'm going to be trying to answer the question, which is, should you upgrade from the MK3 to the MK4? That's question one for those who already have the MK3. And for those who have neither, should you buy it in the first place? What's it good for? 
Just to begin, cold card is only good for Bitcoin, for securing your Bitcoin safely. If you have Ethereum or any other cryptocurrency, it's not going to work. So this is exclusively made for the Bitcoin ecosystem. Now, the first question you might ask is, wait, that sounds like a terrible idea. Why would I not want to have a hardware wallet that gives me the ability to store all my cryptocurrency in their one wallet, like the Ledger wallet, right? Yeah, well, the Ledger is a great hardware wallet. Why would you want a Bitcoin only? Well, first of all, obviously, if you're a Bitcoin maximalist, somebody who just believes in Bitcoin only and doesn't want to take any other risks, well, then this is a natural thing. But what if you're somebody who likes to have other cryptocurrencies? Well, you still might want to have a Bitcoin only wallet just because it's going to be the most secure, especially if Bitcoin makes up a sizable chunk of your net worth in cryptocurrency. That's why you might want to secure it separately from all your other cryptocurrencies. Cryptocurrencies, a lot of them are programmable, right? And there's a possibility, always a risk that they could somehow through their programmability get access to other coins in your wallet. If you're storing it all on Ledger, your Bitcoin and you're mixing it up in there, there's that tiny, teeny little risk that somehow you click on a button that authorizes them to move your Bitcoin off of it. So that's one way that you can secure your Bitcoin separately on a separate hardware wallet. One of the first big differences between these two versions is that the new version has two secure elements, but your 24 word seed phrase is saved in a secure element. It's not on the microprocessor. So a lot of other hardware wallets that will go unnamed put the seed phrase in the microprocessor itself, making it a little bit more vulnerable to attack. When you have a secure element whose only job is to secure a little tiny amount of data, it makes it a lot more secure and, and attack surface is much smaller. So that's one big benefit. The other thing that you can do with the MK4 now is that you can actually disable the USB. So it has USB-C, but if you want to completely disable it so that people cannot even plug it into a computer without changing, without getting your pin code, you can do that too. So that's a, another extra safety feature. And that's one of the things that distinguishes the cold card hardware wallet from all the other hardware wallets out there. Number one, it's Bitcoin only. And number two, it is the leader in security, in bulletproof security. And the other thing that makes it cool is that it's actually made in Canada. Wow, what a concept. Go Canada. <laughs> It also has NFC tapping ability, which is disabled by default, but you can enable it easily in the settings menu, and that will allow you to just tap a device to send and receive Bitcoin, which is super useful for those on the go. You can also use this as a virtual USB device if you want to. Again, that's disabled by default, but in case for whatever reason you want to use it as a, like a thumb drive effectively, you can do that just enable that feature as well. And one of the really cool features about it is that it has what's called a countdown pin. I love these security features so that when you log in after a few minutes or whatever time you set, it's going to brick itself, for example. Or it, you can set it so that it will only give you one chance to enter in your password. So why would you wanna have that? Well, you put in that little pin code. Let's say you're being held up and somebody says, give me your thing, give me your code. You can enter in a particular code to either brick your device or do a countdown pin 
so that the attacker, when he tries to enter it in once, he only has one attempt and he will break the device. You can, of course, have also what's called a duress pin. What is that? That's like a special side wallet and you need to fund it with some Bitcoin to make it plausible, right? That side wallet will be accessible if all of a sudden you get held up, put in a, a significant amount of Bitcoin, enough to like dissuade or satisfy an attacker. You give them that pin code, and then they get access to it and they think they've basically drained your account when in fact the majority of your stuff is safely behind another pin code. And finally, another difference between the MK3 and the MK4 is menu wrapping. One of the things I was irritated in the previous version is that you scroll down to the bottom of the menu and then if you need to go back up, you couldn't just wrap and jump over to the other end. You would have to scroll back all the way up. Well, little simple things like that make my life a little bit easier. One more thing I forgot to mention is that Cold Card MK4 also has multi-sig capabilities now that the MK3 model didn't have. So if you're really looking to have multi-sig capabilities, this is what you're gonna to wanna to get. Finally, let's answer the big question, which is should you upgrade from the MK3 to the MK4? My answer is probably not. Why is that? Now, by the way, I, were, I was given these for free uh, by Cold Card for review purposes and I'm trying to be as unbiased as I can be. And I just don't think you need to upgrade from an MK3 to an MK4 for most people. It's kind of like upgrading from the iPhone 13 to the iPhone 14. When you're just going up by one generation, there's usually not enough upgrades to justify the expense for most people. However, if you have a lot of Bitcoin, then it probably is worth doing it. Why? Because now, it's even more secure than before. Another reason just could be a simple thing like you want to have USB-C or you want to have the NFC tapping capabilities. That feature could be enough for some people to sell them on. If, however, you're just somebody who just keeps their Bitcoin in cold storage and you don't really touch it and you touch your cold card once a year, then you probably don't need to upgrade. This is gonna be just as secure as this. For most people. So my advice, if you already have the MK3, you probably, probably don't need, unless some of the brand new features, which I just talked about, excite you, and then you should get the MK4. If, however, you don't have either one of these things, and you're just walking around with a ledger, or a treasure, or any other hardware wallet, and you want to secure your Bitcoin in the most secure manner possible, then yes, you should get the MK4. It is worth it. If you have the Apollo, for example, this is a hardware wallet that I reviewed. You can click on that video up here to see the review of this hardware wallet, which is a pretty good wallet. In fact, it's pretty impressive. It stores a bunch of cryptocurrencies, kind of like the Ledger, and I compare the Ledger with the Apollo. Those are all fine hardware wallets. We need to secure all our crypto one way or another. But if that's what you have and you want to secure your Bitcoin separately, perhaps for inheritance reasons, or perhaps because you believe in it more than any other cryptocurrency and the other ones you just kind of dabble in, then definitely you should get the MK4. So let me summarize this whole thing. You've got this micro USB that fits in so that's a completely air gap solution. You never have to plug this in to any computer ever for the entire life. That's different than almost every other hardware wallet out there. And that is one of the reasons why it is so damn secure. 
and you can, if you want to, plug it in directly to a computer. It will still work just like a ledger or a treasure, but I think that kind of defeats the purpose. The whole point is that extra security you have. Now, some people go even a step further. They plug the power into a portable battery, so you're not even plugging into the electrical grid. I think that's a little bit extreme. I think it's okay to just plug it directly into any power supply, not a computer power supply, but just a regular outlet in your house. I think you'll be fine. I don't think anybody's gonna be tunneling through your power supply in your house to get to your wall. But if you're absolutely paranoid, then just get a little nine volt battery and just plug it in that way and you can be definitely secure. But just remember that the number one way people get their Bitcoins hacked is not because somebody tunneled in through the power supply of their house, but rather because they were negligent about securing their 24 word seed phrase, for example, or they left their pin and password and device lying around. That kind of stuff is much more likely to give you problems in the future. But overall, I'm very impressed always with the folks at uh, CoinKite, the inventors of the cold card. They've been around for many years. This is their fourth generation of the product. And it's something that I would entrust all my Bitcoin. I would put it right here. This is France Tapon encouraging you to wander and learn. And that ends this episode of the Wander Learn podcast, where we explore travel, technology, and transformation. If you'd like to see the show notes with links to what we've talked about, go to wanderlearn.com and click on this episode. If you'd like to connect with me, just remember F Tapon. That's my first initial and my last name. F Tapon is always my social media username. My website is ftapon.com. Do you want to leave me an anonymous voicemail? where you can make a comment or ask a question. Then go to speakpipe.com slash ftapon. Furthermore, if you'd like to get rewarded for supporting my projects, then go to patreon.com slash ftapon. That's where you can pick up some remarkable rewards for as little as $2 a month. Now, five quick favors. Number one, subscribe to the WanderLearn podcast. Two, download it. Three, share it. Four, review it. And five, sign up for my newsletter at wanderlearn.com. Our theme music was composed by Eric Stratman. This is Francis Tapon encouraging you to wander and learn.